Welcome to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. I'm Greta and with me on panel is John. The program today is about the Guru. As we celebrate the Guru or the birthday of the Adi Guru, the primordial master, Dattatreya, upon whom our own Guru principle is modeled. The founder and teacher of Sahaja Yoga, Her Holiness Srimataji Nirmala Devi, has revealed knowledge about the Adi Guru that has not been known before. And that is about the 10 births that he took on this earth to establish the 10 dharmas, that the principles uh, that are unique to being uh, to the human being. His incarnations uh, began on this earth about 10,000 years ago. And his first incarnation was as King Janaka, born in India. Then he was born as Abraham of Mesopotamia and Palestine, uh, Moses of Egypt and Palestine, Zarathustra of Persia, Confucius and Lao Tse of China, Socrates of Greece, the Prophet Muhammad of Arabia, Guru Nanak and Sri Sai Baba of Shridi of India. Sri Sai Baba of Shridi was the last of the ten incarnations and lived from 1838 to 1918. And he foretold the birth of Her Holiness Sri Mataji Nirmala Devi. Sri Mataji is the founder and teacher of Sahaja Yoga and she is the greatest incarnation of all times and of our time. And she was born five years later on March 21st, 1923. Today in Australia, we're celebrating, uh, uh, commemorating the memory of the Adi Guru, uh, Dattatreya. And it is also the full moon. And this is according to Indian calendar. And there are lots of symbolisms involved in that. But first I'm going to go back to Srimataji and just give you a, a little bit of the background. Srimataji was born in India, in Chindwara, in 1923. And she was born with all her powers uh, to do this work of fulfilling the promises of the ages, known as the Blossom Time, before the Last Judgment. So what this means is that the Blossom Time is when our sahasraras are being opened out and that's what blossoming means the opening of our sahasraras like lotus petals it is a multi-hued uh, beautiful lotus petal but at first we can only feel it as a cool breeze because we do not have the subtle eyes required to see the colors and the last judgment means the time of the sifting out when we all have to face ourselves and decide whether we're going to sit on the negativity within us or we're going to jump onto the wagons of positivity that is within us as well. And this is going to be done by ourselves, through our self-realization. We're going to work it out through our vibratory awareness that comes from having our kundalini awakened and opening out of our sahasraras and through the attention and the consciousness and awareness that becomes enlightened because of that. Going back to the Adi Guru, the ten dharmas uh, were established through his ten incarnations and they correspond to the ten valences that makes us human beings, makes us different from the plants, the rocks and the animals. They provide us the characteristics that defines us as human and it is also the home of our evolution. And in the physical body, these ten dharmas are located in the soft region of your stomach, uh, the space between the ribcage and the hips. And in the Sahaja subtle chart, it is uh, drawn as the void. This is sitting around the Navi Chakra. And the void is in Sanskrit, it is known as the Bhava Sagra. And in the Buddhist scriptures, it has been referred to as the ocean of illusion. Now the human being has to go through this ocean of illusion, evolving through its various stages, to once again unite with the spirit, because we are primarily, primarily spiritual beings. That is our source. And this journey was designed by Srimadaji, uh, who is the incarnation of the Adi Shakti, for the sole purpose that there should be at least one creature in the whole pantheon of beings who would um, 
know God, consciously know God. The angels are part of God, so they don't have that capacity. The deities are also part of God Almighty, so they don't have that capacity. So it is only the human beings who are given the free will through which they are able to know. They can decide to go down the road of walking towards knowing God, or they can go wherever they like. So that's the freedom of human beings. And this time, the times we live in, it's very unique. Because now anyone, without having to do any preparation work, can achieve their self-realization. And this is the, the work of Srimataji Nirmala Devi. We, could just, we are going to take a short break in a moment. Uh, and when we come back, I'm going to be taking us through a guided meditation. I'm going to explain to you what is the subtle system in Sahaja Yoga. This facilitates the awakening of your Kundalini. So during the piece of music, please make, your, make yourself uh, comfortable and uh, close the doors and uh, disconnect anything that would um, distract you for the next 10 to 15 minutes. take you through a guided meditation <clears throat> excuse me uh, that will facilita facilitate the awakening of your kundalini uh, and for that you need to uh, sit comfortably um, you can sit uh, either on the chair or on the floor uh, loosen any tight clothing and remove your glasses take off your shoes if you're sitting on the chair can you please put your left and right foot separated because they represent the uh, left and right subtle systems of the body. There are seven chakras within the body, uh, starting at the base of the spine, and then the second, second chakra uh, energy center is in the uh, hip region. The third is in the, where the navel is located, around which sits the void. And then above that in the sternum bone is the heart, it's the center heart chakra. This looks after our immune system and on the left is the seat of the spirit. In Awakening Kundalini, she rises up to unite with the spirit. And this spirit is the one that enlightens us. The Kundalini does all the kind of, all the work. And the spirit is the one that gives the light. So they work in unison with each other. Then in the throat, uh, in the throat is uh, the Vishuddhi Chakra, which gives us our ability to communicate and our sense of collectivity. Uh, then in the forehead, most of us know it as the third eye, is the Agya Chakra. At this point, we have to forgive everyone so that the Kundalini can rise through this very congested, very narrow passage to then open out the fontanelle. The fontanelle, the little fountain, is uh, the region of the Sahasrara. And from here is where the Kundalini emerges. And uh, if you can see it, it would look like a multi-hued uh, lotus flower. So to start with, um, I would like you to put your um, hand on your lap with your palms up and your eyes closed and take a few deep breaths uh, to allow your attention to settle. Let your attention come inside, inside, within, within yourself. I'm going to ask you to place your hands on various parts of your body. Now describe the chakras along the spinal column. You're going to position your hand on the left side of your body, so slightly to the left of the spinal column. And the first position is on your heart. This guided meditation we do in all our classes, everywhere in Sydney and around the world as well. So on the heart, which is the seat of our spirit, because the whole purpose of yoga 
is that you become one with your spirit. To transform our attention from being embedded in matter to becoming subtle and to be divine. So in the heart is seated our spirit. But here we have to ask a few questions to ourselves to start the process. You can say mother or you can say Sri Kundalini who is the Divine Mother within us. So the question is addressed to her. Mother, am I the Spirit? Mother, am I the Spirit? Is the question you're going to ask yourself. The next important question we have to ask ourselves is whether we are our own Guru. And for this, please take your hand down to your left ribcage. This is the seat of our Guru, of our own Guruship. The question is, Mother, am I my own Guru? Once we have asked these two fundamental questions to ourselves, now we go down to the seat of pure knowledge. This is located in the chakra, just at the region of the left hip, where your leg comes in to meet the torso. Here we have to say to our Kundalini, Mother, please give me the pure knowledge. So please say it six times, because this energy center has six petals. Mother, please give me the pure knowledge. Now bring your hand back up to your rib cage. Here we now confirm to our Sri Kundalini that we are our own Guru. So please say, Mother, I am my own Guru. And say it ten times now to establish the Dharma, or to awaken the deities within the void. Mother, I am my own guru. Say it ten times. Each incarnation of Dattatreya came to establish an aspect of our Dharma. We have to first master the Dharma within us because this is what becomes enlightened by the Spirit. And it takes us to our higher selves. Please take your hand up now to your heart on the left hand side, so just slightly to the right, uh, left of your arm. Sternum bone. Please say, Mother, I am the Spirit. Say it twelve times, Mother, I am the Spirit, because in the heart we have twelve petals.
Now please take your hand up to where our neck and shoulder meet. This is the seat of that governs the five elements within the body. And these five elements are the source of what we look like. Here to open this chakra, which has 16 petals, we have to say, I'm not guilty. If we are the spirit, if we are prepared to be our own guru, armed with the pure knowledge, then there is no need to be guilty. We just need to fix the problems. Through meditation we learn what is wrong, and through meditation also we know what we have to do. And armed with courage, we have to implement the changes required. So please say, Mother, I am not guilty. Mother, I am not guilty. Now come up to your forehead. <clears throat> Here we have to say, I forgive everyone. Because through forgiveness, this very congested, uh, very narrow passage opens out. It's the only way to open it. So please say, I forgive everyone. Mother, I forgive everyone. It's not how many times we say, I forgive. We have to say it from the heart. Now, this Agya Chakra, there's a front and back to it. So at the front we say, I forgive. You have to say, I forgive. Now take your hand and place it to the back of your head, which is the back Agya. But here we have to ask forgiveness from our Kundalini for any mistakes we may have made. So we say it like this. Mother, please forgive me for any mistakes I may have made against you, knowingly or unknowingly. This has the effects of soothing everything from the past. It washes away all the problems of the past. It can have this power if you say it from the heart. Mother, please forgive me. Now finally, self-realization cannot be forced on anyone. We have to ask for it. So now that we have worked through the subtle system and laid down the stepping stones for it, please put your hand onto the top of your head now at the fontanelle, which is a soft bone in your childhood. And here, please press your palm onto the fontanelle and rotate your scalp uh, in a clockwise direction seven times and each time please address your kundalini please say mother please give me my self-realization
seven times. Mother, please give me my self-realization. Once you have done that, put your right hand back onto your lap. And leave your attention at the top of your head. And just listen to the music. And allow your Kundalini to settle within you. At the time when we take our self-realization, sometimes there's a lot for the Kundalini to do. As she works through the subtle system, balancing all these chakras and nadis. So just sit in meditation for a minute. extract from Beat Griffith's The One Light. In the Chandogya Upanishad, there is a description of the city of Brahman conceived as the human body. The Brahman, and in the sense the whole creation, is present in everybody and everything. So within the city of Brahman, the human body, there is a small shrine and in that shrine there is a lotus and in that a lotus and in that lotus there is a small space what exists in that small space in the heart of the lotus that is to be understood it goes on to say as large as the space which contains the whole universe so large is that space within the heart both heaven and earth are contained within it fire and air, sun and moon, and lightning and stars. Whatever there is here in the world, and whatever is not, all that is contained within it. So the whole universe is within each of us. The whole universe is contained in consciousness. When one goes beyond the outer world of the senses where one is just a part of the external universe, one discovers the inner reality and experiences that the whole universe is within. So stay in meditation for another moment or so. And keep your attention at the top of your head. Just listen to the music. and stay in meditation.
attention at the top of your head please take your left hand and put it about six inches above your head above the fontanelle and see if you can feel a cool breeze or a warm breeze with your left hand emitting out of the fontanelle just slide move it around because sometimes it's um, the way it emits is not always directly straight up Now try with your right hand. Now just move your hand around and see if you can feel a cool breeze or a warm breeze emitting out of the fontanelle. And now uh, try again with your left hand. If you can feel a cool breeze, it means that your Kundalini has uh, risen uh, without encountering any kind of uh, obstruction in your subtle system and in your nervous system. If you're feeling a warm breeze, it's because there is something, uh, a constriction or an obstruction in your subtle system. So please stay in meditation. Uh, we are here till 10.30, so you can stay in meditation for the next half hour. Uh, please listen to everything else uh, of the program through your Sahasrara, through your attention at Sahasrara. So meditate for another uh, 30 seconds. program, I refer to Sri Adi Guru Tathatreya. Uh, a little bit about his history is that he was conceived uh, as the light of innocence when the light of innocence of the three primordial devas, the divine trinity, the lords Shiva, Vishnu and Brahma merged together. And then this form had to take, uh, this light had to take form and therefore it incarnated as the son of Atri and Anasuya. Data means given and Treya means son of Atri. So that's how his name came into existence, Dattatreya. He is also known as the first lord of yoga. If you want to know more about Dattatreya, there's a lot more and you can always Google that and you just write in Dattatreya and it would come up. There's a lot of history there. It goes back thousands and thousands of years ago uh, to the beginning of, of our creation of the evolution of human beings. The symbolism of uh, Dattatreya being the lord of the void which is called the ocean of illusion is that and the fact that he is the merging of the light of innocence it means that to come out of this ocean of illusion, which is the, the maya, it means the matter, we are embedded in matter. Bhava Sagra is where we, our consciousness is embedded in the matter and we get caught up in this matter, we get lost in it. So it means that if we, we have to go to the place within ourselves, which is innocence, and there we have to uh, awaken this power of innocence within us, and then with this power of innocence, we then slowly raise ourselves up out of the matter. We raise our consciousness, our attention, our awareness out of the matter. And so the power of Dattatreya, the merging of these three deities, uh, is like the boat 
we have to step onto the boat. Now these gods, all these, uh, the three deities, they do different things. Lord Shiva is the evolutionary power. Uh, Lord Vishnu is the uh, sustaining power. And Lord Brahmadeva is the creative power. So the power, the innocence of these three aspects, which makes up our life, this is the boat. We have to step onto our own innocence to get out of our own maya. Okay? And this journey is... Um, and this journey is mapped out for us in Sahaja Yoga by Sri Mataji. If we apply ourselves to Sahaja Yoga and we apply Sahaja Yoga to ourselves, we will get those qualities. We will f understand where are these qualities located within us? How do we awaken them? How do we counteract all the, the negative forces uh, that comes from being embedded in matter? And how do we extract our selves out of it and become subtler and subtler so that we then merge to being the spirit once more. Sahaja has two meanings, born with and spontaneous. That's why Shimadaji took this, this word to signify the work she came to do. Born with and spontaneous. The Kundalini is within us we are, and we are born with it. The right to be the yogi, to get our self-realization is also inbuilt. And yoga means the union. The union of our kundalini with our spirit is the first step and together they emerge at the fontanelle to unite with the all-pervading divine power of love. And this is the power of Adi Shakti emitting in the whole universe that, take, that takes care of all the living work. So that's the, that is the yoga. When the human beings, kundalini and spirit, they merge and then they rise and then merge once more into the all-pervading power of love, that is the yoga itself. And here at that place of yoga, we can then enter into the state of thoughtless awareness. It's not an easy thing to do because our attention always gets trapped uh, in the Agya Chakra, in the realm of the mind and the emotions. But we can, because of kundalini, being awakened within us, our attention has something to ride on. So it can go beyond this realm of thought and emotions and go into the state called thoughtless awareness. And this is, uh, this is a state. And we have to achieve that because here all knowledge exists. So we're now going to go to uh, excerpts from a talk given by Shri Mataji in 1979 on the occasion of Guru Puja. Today is a very important day because a long time back when Christ was just a child he read from the scriptures and declared to the multitudes that he was the advent the incarnation who is the saviour they believed that a saviour is going to come. Today, long time back on a Sunday, he said, he declared that he was the saviour. That's why today is the Advent Sunday. He had to live very sh for a very, very short time. So at a very young age, he had to declare that he was the Advent. Now it is remarkable to see that before this, no incarnation said publicly that they were incarnation. Rama, of course, had forgotten that he was an incarnation. In a way, he made himself to forget, paid his maya upon himself. To become a complete human being, Maryada Purushottama. And Sri Krishna also only told one person Arjuna just before he was to start the war. Abraham never said that he was the incarnation, though he was the incarnation of primordial master. Dattatraya himself never said that he was the incarnation of the primordial master. 
with all these three forces acting through innocence came on the earth to guide moses never said that no they knew he was great he had overpowered nature but he never said that he was the incarnation at the time of christ one felt it was necessary to say otherwise people won't understand if at that time they had recognized christ there would have been no problem but still human beings had to evolve further somebody had to cross the agya chakra in the virata to go through that door that's why christ came on this earth it is most surprising that in this tree of life when the roots give out the shoot and the shoot gives out the branches and the branches give out the leaves and the flowers also blossom out of the same tree those who know the roots do not want to know the shoot those who know the shoot do not want to recognize the flowers this is typical human nature i never said about myself because it was felt that human beings have now achieved another dimension of ego even worse than at the time of christ may you live anything you can call it industrial revolution because you were away from the nature or whatever you may call it but human beings had lost all contact with reality they were identified with artificiality and to accept such a great reality is going to be impossible for them that's why i never said a word about myself till of course some of the saints told about me <coughs> some of the possessed people also told about me and also people started wondering that how the most difficult thing of kundalini awakening takes place with that speed in the presence of mataji there was a temple in india and nobody knew about it but they found that the ships which went near a particular spot were drawn towards the shore and it was difficult to ply them back and they had to put double force to take out of that attraction and they did not know that there was some thing that was acting they thought there was something wrong with the depth of the sea but invariably it happened to many ships then they wanted to find out after all what is happening to those ships why all the ships suddenly start getting attracted towards the shore so they tried to find out and when they went into the jungles they found a big temple and on top of the temple was kept a huge mass of magnet so through rational understanding people reached the point that mataji has to be something exceptional because nowhere in the scriptures written down anywhere that such an incarnation came on this earth whose mere glance even thought can raise the kundalini many saints who are away from 
nomadic crowds sitting in the jungles on the himalayas all know about it because their awareness is at a point where they understand they understand much more than you do because they are still children newly born they are grown up but today is the day i declare that i am the one who has to save the humanity i declare i am the one who is adishakti who is the mother of all the mothers who is the primordial mother the shakti the desire of god who has incarnated on this earth to give its meaning to itself to this creation to human beings and i'm sure through my love and patience and my powers i'm going to achieve it i was the one who was born again and again but now in my complete form and complete powers i have come on this earth not only for salvation of human beings not only for their emancipation but for granting them the kingdom of heaven the joy the bliss that your father wants to bestow upon you anoint all of you as gurus and today i will tell you what i have bestowed upon you and what great powers you already have within you among you there are people who are still not been able to recognize my announcement will work it out within them the recognition without recognition you cannot see the play without play you cannot have confidence within yourself without confidence you cannot become guru without becoming guru you cannot help others and without helping others you are not going to be in any way happy so to break the chain is very easy but to build the chain one after another is what you have to do this is what you were all wanting to be so be confident and be joyous 
and be happy. That all my powers will protect you, my love will nourish you, and my nature will fill you with peace and joy. May God bless you. That was Shri Mataji Nirmala Devi in 1979 laying down the foundations of the Guru, of what we Sahaja Yogis need to achieve and understand about the Guru. And in 2008, Shri Mataji spoke again about the Guru and listening to the two talks, one after the other, I realized that in 2008, Shri Mataji was restating all of that which she had said in 79. And this time, however, the difference is that she had finished with us, finished with nurturing us, and now she wanted us to step out onto our guruships and sail and go and spread Sahaja Yoga in the world, just as she had given it to us. She is asking us to go out and do it for everyone else in the world. This is a great yoga. You can cure everything. You can cure yourself with it. You can cure the ailments of your society, of your country, of the nature. And she wants this knowledge to be spread everywhere. So every Sahaja Yogi and Yogini has to arm themselves with confidence and with faith in themselves as the Sahaja Yogi and in Sri Mataji that all her powers are available to them and go out and do the work of spreading Sahaja Yoga. I hope I've given you um, an insight into what is the Guru, who is the Guru, and what Sahaja Yogis need to do as Gurus. 
To find out where our programs are running in your local area, please visit our website, www.freemeditation.com. So um, have a good day, have good meditations, and um, we'll see you again next week. I'm Greta, and thank you to John. Bye for now.